I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. As we've been reporting throughout the day today, actually it was called very quickly once the polls closed in California last night that California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, crushed a recall effort against him with Californians voting 64% to 36% to keep Governor Newsom in office. Uh, there's still about 30% of that vote still out there, but we don't see any real significant shifts coming as that plays forward. And so I want to spend some time as we wrap up hour number one talking about some of the lessons learned uh, from the Golden State and from this recall and uh, some of those things that we should make sure we avoid uh, both here in the state and across the country. Uh, Interesting, The Hill had uh, a number of takeaways from the California recall election. And again, it was a a broad base uh, win uh, for Governor Newsom. Uh, he is the second governor in American history. You might recall just a few years ago, former Wisconsin governor Scott Walker uh, survived a recall attempt there in Wisconsin. And uh, really interesting uh, that uh, Governor Newsom's victory uh, was uh, just a, a week or two before the 18th anniversary of the previous recall in California that ousted then California Governor Gray Davis. So some interesting uh, historical context there. Interesting to note that uh, Governor Walker from Wisconsin, not only did he survive his recall attempt uh, by a very comfortable margin, then just one year later in the regular election cycle, he won re-election by an even greater percentage, a greater margin. And so it will be interesting to see if Governor Newsom is able to replicate that feat, uh, having survived the recall uh, now, depending on what he does over the next year or so, uh, he will be up for election in 2022. And will he win that? Will he win that big uh, in the Golden State is the question. And something that was interesting to me uh, was really the component of former President Donald Trump and his impact on the Republican Party. Uh, he obviously spent a lot of time in the days leading up to the recall election in California yesterday. Uh, talking about uh, all kinds of things in terms of the results of the election. And, uh, of course, the election hadn't even happened yet, but was already talking about uh, rigged elections and uh, irregularities and all of those kinds of things uh, that just didn't play out uh, with a, again, very comfortable margin for uh, for uh, Governor Newsom. Uh, Larry Elder was sort of the leading Republican. Uh, remember, there were 46 people on the ballot Forty-six people who were on the ballot had the majority, fifty percent plus one vote. Uh, had they decided to recall Governor Newsom, then it would have gone to those forty-six candidates uh, to win. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that Larry Elder came out last night, and when some were booing uh, Governor Newsom, uh, he he rejected that, which I thought was a good thing. Uh, that hey, look, the election is the election, and now we we move forward. That's what we do in this country. One of the things that I think many Republicans are starting to wonder and even fear is the former president now becoming a drag on the party and its prospects for 2022, where many Republicans believe there are clear opportunities for Republicans to pick up 
uh, seats in the House of Representatives, both by redistricting based on the latest census uh, and by sort of direction and uh, President Biden's agenda and a lot of the spending issues that uh, many in those swing states are are wondering and worried about in, in terms of what does that mean for them in terms of higher prices, higher taxes and fewer opportunities in the economy. And so many Republican strategists are starting to wonder about the impact of the former president, Donald Trump, and if that's going to be helpful or hurtful moving into 2022. And many uh, Republican strategists, many insiders are trying to make sure that they can get people out to vote. Uh, One of the things that Republican strategists and the Republican Party have spent a massive amount of money on over the last few years is mail-in ballots and getting people to Vote by mail. Of course, we do that here in the state of Utah. We've done it well for a number of years, and I think we have all the right pieces in place to make sure that is executed uh, with exactness and with uh, the correct outcomes. And so the the question is, and this will be interesting in terms of the autopsy on California's vote, is were there enough Republicans who didn't trust the system to send in a ballot Did they vote or did they just not vote? Did they stay home and not cast a ballot by mail because they'd been told it wasn't going to count anyway? That's an interesting thing. On the flip side of that, the Democrats were incredibly effective in getting out the vote for this recall election. Uh, Even though uh, Governor Newsom had a host of challenges on his hand, you remember uh, his approach to combating the virus uh, really flip-flop around from a pure lockdown to encouraging people to stay at home. And then, of course, you had the uh, infamous shots of him at a restaurant uh, without masks, with a large number of people. Uh, he was struggling. And uh, going through that winter into the spring of 2021, uh, it appeared that he was in some trouble uh, and had some challenges, uh, but was able to to overcome that and, again, uh, coasted to a pretty comfortable Uh, result there. He did mobilize. Mobilization always matters. Again, it's a state that out uh, Democrats outnumber Republicans two to one, but it was a big push for Team Newsom. Uh, Get out the vote. Again, that's the disciplines, the practical, tactical boots on the ground. Can you get people to show up and vote? They brought in the big names, of course, Senator Bernie Sanders from Vermont, Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts, Uh, President Biden himself and Vice President Harris uh, made appearances there, as well as Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Uh, And so they they outspent Republicans uh, on television. They also spent eight figures on uh, turnout operations. Again, operations matter, folks. As glitzy and as nice as those commercials are, uh, you still got to get people to show up and vote. And so a lot of interesting lessons there as we start to forecast and project into the 2022 midterm elections. And I think one of the other things that The Hill pointed out uh, was that uh, polls are are better in terms of direction than they are to the specifics. So taking combined polling results from multiple uh, polling firms and then really looking at trends as opposed to just the, the sheer number of it. And the trend was interesting to watch in the California race because, uh, again, a few, just a few months ago, there was a lot of apathy among Democrats uh, voting in the spring and summer. Uh, they had no energy. There was no excitement in that base. But, again, through their efforts, uh, both in terms of, of funding uh, and ads, as well as on-the-ground, practical, tactical, get-out-the-vote efforts, uh, they were able to turn those numbers, and they started ticking up in the governor's favor over the last month or so. 
So all of those things uh, to say there's uh, really rocky roads ahead. Uh, a lot of the things that were issues in California will be issues nationwide when it comes to the pandemic. And how do we continue to deal with that? What does that mean for the economy, jobs, and opportunity for hardworking American families? And then how does that play into some of these more national conversations in terms of who's in control of the House, who's in control of the Senate uh, in a real critical midterm election for President Joe Biden and for his agenda uh, to continue to march forward. So lots of interesting lessons from California. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to talk about this crazy thing called the debt ceiling. What do we do with it? What should we be watching for in the days ahead? Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.